0: therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. This is Pastor Rob Chambers of Reedtown Community Church in Newport, Tennessee. It is our earnest hope and prayer that something will be said or done through word or song that will be a blessing to your heart. It's Good to see everyone this morning. I tell you what, everyone's been talking about not being able to be in God's house. Well, there's been a few services we were able to have the service. Most of us couldn't get out to come. I think there were nine Wednesday night for the Bible study out here and the rest were in the back in their classes. This looks a lot better. This looks a lot better. It's good to have our visitors with us. Make yourself at home. Worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Nobody came out to see me and I didn't come out to see anybody else this morning. We came out to worship the Lord. That's the only reason we're here. So if we'll do that, we'll have accomplished what God has for us today. Somebody mentioned, there. the teacher mentioned in the Sunday school class asked the question, God spoke to you today. Yeah, God spoke to me about five minutes ago. I'm sitting there and everyone's saying, well, sing this song. I don't want to hold the preacher up, but sing this song. Sing this song. Don't want to delay the preacher. You're not delaying the preacher. The Lord says, sing, sing. Just know and understand when it comes to preacher's turn, he's going to obey the Lord too. And I'm sitting there thinking, Lord... Do I shorten? Do I nip here? What do I do, Lord? Do we change? He said, Son, I gave you the sermon I won't preach Sunday morning, Thursday afternoon. Preach it. Preach it. Preach it, preach it With the help of His Holy Spirit, we'll do that this morning. Thursday afternoon, I think I saw the saddest thing I've ever seen in my life. I was driving down Boyd's Creek Highway and just happened to look off to the side of the road. And there was an empty crash sitting in the yard. I think I'm pronouncing that right, you know, the little manger scene. They call it a creche or a creche, whatever they call it. No angels, no wise men, no shepherds, no Mary and Joseph, no animals around it, no baby Jesus in it, no lights adorning it, just sitting there by itself. Now, I'm sure the owner of the house was in the process of 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 putting it up, of taking it down, and the weather interfered. They got close to six or eight inches of snow down that way. And I'm sure they just got held up. You could tell all around the scene, ground was churned up, muddy. Didn't think much of it at first, and I drove on down the road a little bit, but that picture stayed in my mind, and then it hit me like a light bulb popping on. (laughs) God told me, after Christmas, son, people have got no use for Jesus. After Christmas, people have no use for my son. Think about it. Christmas time is drawing near. You get more and more excited every day. It's like going up a, a, a long hill on a roller coaster. You get more and more anxious, more and more excited, more and more and more, and then you, 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 you top that hill Christmas morning, whoosh, and in just a few seconds it's over, and then you're left with what? You're down. Christmas is over. Some look forward to New Year's. But the excitement that had been building in, in the society you and I live in, they start in October. Building up Christmas. All the Christmas carols are off the radio now. All the decorations come down. And this year especially, all you look, <laughs> you see when you look out the window, is white because there's snow as far as you can see. You can't get out. You can't do anything. Your spirit hits a low spot and it doesn't revive until springtime comes. It's no wonder winter seems so long and cold because we get our priorities out of whack. We get the things that are most important to us out of kilter. Jesus isn't just a priority in December. Jesus is the most important reason of any and all season. We should be excited about the Son of God coming 365 days of the year. I pulled off in the BP station there on Boyd's Creek and I got my Bible out and I began running Scripture references and I began writing down this idea and that idea and this and this and this and this. And God said, no, son, no, 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 no. Give them this and give them this only. I said, well, Lord... Doesn't it need to be explained? He said, son, my word doesn't need anything. My word is sufficient. You just give them my word. And you pray that it will not return void, but accomplish that which I send it out to accomplish. Besides, son, they didn't come to hear you anyway. I said, yes, Father, you're right. And he said, I don't want you to quiver. I don't want you to quaver. I don't want you to worry that it might offend someone or hurt someone's feelings because there's some there that are not going to like it. He said, You just give them what I tell you to give them. Nothing more, nothing less. Luke chapter 12, verse 34. Eleven words of Scripture. Luke chapter 12, verse 34. Give you a moment to reach that spot. You read along with me. The 34th verse reads For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. We'll read that again. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. I want to ask you this question this morning Where do you spend most of your time? What is most of your time spent doing? Where do you spend most of your money? What is your mind thinking about most of the time? Whatever the answer is to those questions, that's where your treasure is. Whatever you spend doing the most, thinking about the most, or spending the most money or time on, that's where your treasure is. That is the love of your life. Jesus himself plainly told us that. How much time do you spend praying, meditating, reading God's word every day? Preacher, I pray every day. I pray every day, preacher. And I heard heard a preacher on the radio the other day. He said, yeah, we pray every day. We get up and drive to work 60 miles an hour, two foot from people surrounding us we come into work whatever our occupation is or whatever hazards we face during the day we stop for 30 seconds and pray over the meal at noon we pray 30 seconds over the meal at supper and we give him 10 minutes before we go to bed well let's just say you pray an hour a day okay preacher I pray an hour a day let's say you spend an hour a day reading God's word you spend two hours in prayer studying the word of God meditating two hours To some of you, that sounds like a long time, doesn't it? Let's think about it. There's 24 hours in a day. 24 hours in a day. If you spend two of them doing what the Word of God calls us to do, that leaves 22 left over. One eleventh of the day you've spent in prayer. Meditation And reading God's word Now if I'm wrong Correct me but I'm pretty sure I'm right What is it we owe God We owe him a tenth don't we We owe him a tithe The Bible calls it We owe a tenth of everything Everything Not just money But time We owe God Ten percent Right now If we just give two hours a day, we're falling short because one-tenth is more than one-eleventh. I know that sounds backwards, but trust me, one-tenth is more than one-eleventh. And if we're only giving God two hours a day, we're not giving Him what He needs, what He deserves, what He commands. Where is your treasure this morning? There is more than one person God spoke to your heart this morning. He wanted you to stand up and testify. He wanted you to sing a song. He wanted you to read a verse of Scripture. And there's more than one of you. He wanted you to come to an altar this morning. Preacher, how do you know that? He told me. He told me. Do you know who it is, preacher? Can you walk to him? Sometimes. Not all the time. I don't need to know who. I just need to know that there's someone so I can pray for them. I'm telling you right now, there are folks that have quenched the Spirit and disobeyed God this morning in His house because their heart is not where it belongs. They are not laying up treasure in heaven. I love you this morning. I wouldn't stand up here and give you this if I didn't love you. If I just wanted you to like me, I'd stand up here and tickle your ears. I'd tell you everything's going to be all right. Jesus is going to take care of everything. You ain't never going to have no problems. You ain't going to have to worry about nothing. Oh, don't worry about it. You read when you get time. You pray when you get time. God understands those things. If I wanted you to like me, that's what I'd tell you. But I'm worried more about whether God likes me. Where are your treasures this morning? What do you love the most? Where is most of your time spent? What does your mind dwell on the most? Is it Jesus? Is it Jesus? It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be. Sister Carol, Sister Tanya, come to the piano, please. It's in your court now. That's what God told me to tell you. That's what gave, God gave me to give you this morning. What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? If I was here and God had spoken to me and I had disobeyed Him this morning, not done, with him, I'd run to this <laughs> altar this morning. I wouldn't wait till I got done talking. I wouldn't wait till the preacher said come. I wouldn't wait till the song started playing. I'd get right with the Lord this morning. I wouldn't tarry. Do you spend more time thinking about, serving, praying about, and reading God's Word than you do anything else in your life? If you don't, if you haven't, you need to make things right with God. Because we're in the wrong. Preacher, that's a hard standard to live up to. Don't tell me. I didn't write it. wasn't me. And I have to live by the same standard you do. I had to go to God on my face, humbly. God forgive me, I need to do more. As you stand this morning, everyone stand to your feet. They're going to play. If you need to pray this morning, come to this altar and pray. If you're not where you need to, let's don't start this new year. We've already started it hesitantly. We've we started kind of with a stutter, unable to come and be in God's house as we were commanded. And yes, he commanded us to be here. And yes, he understands when we cannot be here. He does understand that. But that just means we should have been reading and praying that much more at home. Let's don't start this new year with our priorities out of kilter. Let's get our focus on what it needs to be on. It needs to be on our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and Him only. Matthew 6, 34. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, then all these other things will be added unto you. We need to seek God and His Son, Jesus Christ. Whether we're a child of God, whether we're a Christian saved 40 years, whether we've never accepted Him in the free pardon of sin, whether we've grown cold in it, it don't matter what status we are. He needs to be our focus every day of our life. As we sing, if you need to pray, you come. We hope that you've enjoyed our podcast presentation. If you would like more information about the church or any additional podcast, please join us on the web at www.reedtowncommunitychurchpodcast.blogspot.com That's spelled R-E-I-D-T-O-W-N communitychurchpodcast.blogspot.com Thank you and God bless.